0: You're listening to Go Full Crypto. I'm your host, Mugakshi Palway. This podcast is your best resource for crypto stories in the form of discussions and interviews. We uncomplexify tech jargon and we like to keep it simple. My co-host, Kegan Francis and I, we're here to empower you with the knowledge you need to confidently navigate your way into the world of crypto. Join us as we embark on the journey of driving the adoption of cryptocurrency. Join us in Going Full Crypto.
1: The thoughts and opinions expressed by Keegan Francis, Murgakshi Palway, and the guests interviewed on the Go Full Crypto podcast are solely their own. At no point in time should the topics of discussion be construed or taken as investment advice.
0: Keegan Francis, Murgakshi Palway, and their guests on this podcast will not be held accountable for
1: any losses. The content discussed on the Go Full Crypto podcast are intended to be for informational purposes only.
0: Welcome to episode 9 of the GoFull Crypto podcast. In today's episode, we are going to cover three cryptocurrencies, as well as three characteristics of each and every single cryptocurrency, of the three that we will cover. Um, A small announcement from our previous episode, we pronounced the plural of the word crisis as crises, and uh, that was incorrect, as a very dear friend of ours pointed out. We apologize for that grammatical error. We're cryptocurrency experts and sometimes our grammar is incorrect. A second announcement that we would like to make today is September 1st, 2020 is where we are releasing our very, very first interview with uh, one of the partners of the restaurant chain, Tahini's Restaurant. It was a fantastic interview. We were very curious when we heard that this particular restaurant chain um, converted their cash reserves into Bitcoin. And for Keegan and I, that is the first step of going full crypto. So we were naturally curious. The interview was fantastic. We interviewed Ali Hammam and we're releasing it on Tuesday, September 1st. So stay tuned to listen to that. It's a really good episode. Um, Coming back to today's episode, let's begin. So the three cryptocurrencies we're going to talk about are Bitcoin, Tether, and BAT, which is an abbreviated version of Basic Attention Token. So Kagan, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and we're going to keep this really nice and tight so that you can retain all of the characteristics as well as learn the questions so that when you go to look at investing in a cryptocurrency, you can remember these three questions that you can ask yourself. So question number one, who is leading and backing Bitcoin?
1: Right, and I like that you want to keep me uh, tight here because <laughs> I, I tend to ramble sometimes. So uh, to put it really simply, who's leading and backing the project, it used to be Satoshi Nakamoto. Now it's the people. And the reason why I say it's the people now is because Satoshi uh, guided the project for its first few years of existence and then left the project and essentially gave the technology to the world to, to manage. And now it is regular people, developers from every corner of the globe that co-communicate, co-collaborate, <laughs> that is the word <laughs> I'm looking for, uh, on the project of Bitcoin. And that's essentially who's leading and in the project. And so, I mean, this is a really unique aspect of Bitcoin because many other projects essentially have an organization or a company, a nonprofit of some sort that uh, you can knock on the door of and hold accountable or uh, alter the direction of the project through.
0: Right, that does bring us to the second question, which is what is the unique value proposition of this particular coin? So when it comes to Bitcoin, like Keegan alluded to, it has no founder and right now, or it does have a founder obviously, but we just don't know who they are. We can't really go knock on their door and um, ask them to increase the supply of Bitcoin or change something with the code base.
1: Right. It's it's completely decentralized now, which is amazing. That's one of its unique value propositions. It's got that uh, first mover's advantage, which I would say is w- uh, another one of its unique value propositions. It's the first cryptocurrency and it has the biggest backing, the most widely distributed backing as well. If we go to anywhere in the world and we say, hey, have you heard of cryptocurrency? Chances are they're going to say, uh, yeah, it's, it's Bitcoin, right? That's that weird internet currency. And no other cryptocurrency has that name recognition all over the world. And so that has essentially generated uh, billions of dollars of free advertisements per year for Bitcoin simply because people have heard of it. That it's got very good name recognition and people want to talk about it simply because it's such an interesting project and it's the first one out there. It's the first one to really put a foot forward in in the cryptocurrency industry.
0: So if we were to really state it in one sentence, the unique value proposition of Bitcoin is that it is led by the people all around the world. And that does also play into the first characteristic of who is leading and backing this this project, who is leading and backing Bitcoin, it is still the people around the world. Yeah, we all are. It is by the people, for the people. It's a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, let's go to the third characteristic. Before that,
1: we go to the third, I okay. do want to just add one more thing to the unique value proposition. All right. And that's on that note of the um, the first mover's advantage since Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency, most of the the infrastructure that is uh, built up around cryptocurrencies and people moving from their government currency into cryptocurrency uh, is built with respect to Bitcoin. So in order to obtain any other cryptocurrency, you have to go through Bitcoin. You need to get some Bitcoin to get some Ethereum or to get some other kind of crypto that you might want to invest in. And so Bitcoin has that that unique aspect of being an entry coin, if you will. And uh, I just really wanted to make that note. I know that you're trying to keep me tight here. Oh, no,
0: it's all good. So instead of saying unique value proposition, maybe we should make that a plural. Propositions. Propositions. Yes, I agree. So, well, it is led by the people. It is for the people, led by the people. That's one of its unique value propositions. The second one is that it has been first to market... Uh, it has free advertising for it and because of this first mover's advantage that is and then the third one kind of ties into the first second unique value proposition which is because it was first to market the most of the rest of the cryptocurrencies currently in the ecosystem are tied to bitcoin and its value is tied to their value is tied to bitcoin uh, and in that sense, it is one of the entry coins because it was first to market. So a couple of unique value propositions when it comes to Bitcoin.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
0: And that brings us to our third characteristic that we would like you to think about when you're planning to invest in a cryptocurrency is how does the coin actually work?
1: Yeah. And this goes into the technology side of things. So how is the technology actually built? and implemented and then what effects does that have on the value of the underlying asset and in this case bitcoin and all of this can really be encapsulated in a single term and it's a bit of a technical term and we'll use it a couple times but all it really means is how does the coin actually work how does it obtain maintain and grow in value over time we call that tokenomics so the economics of the token or the economics of the coin or the cryptocurrency once again that's tokenomics. And for Bitcoin, we talked about this pretty extensively in Episode 5, the, uh, the episode about how does Bitcoin mining works. That's essentially the tokenomics of Bitcoin, right? We've got a fixed supply, 21 million Bitcoin. They leak into circulation through a process of mining. That's essentially how the tokenomics works. And smaller and smaller amount of cryptocurrency leaks into existence year after year. And so this forms this deflationary model. And we would say that the tokenomics of Bitcoin is a deflationary model. And that's, in a nutshell, how how Bitcoin works and gains its value.
0: Yeah, it's definitely very multifaceted. It cannot really be stated in one sentence because there's a couple of things that you need to think about, like Uh, can there be unlimited number of Bitcoin in circulation? And the answer is no, there's only 21 million. That is the maximum number of Bitcoins that are ever going to exist. Um, And that also comes into play when talking about how does the coin actually work? How does it actually gain value? Um, And like Keegan alluded to, it is, a deflationary currency which means over time there's less and less bitcoin coming into circulations which just simply means that over time the value of it goes up because it becomes more scarce more scarcely available to the the network
1: yeah awesome i love the way that you put that
0: absolutely so that was the three characteristics for bitcoin let's move on to our next coin which is Tether. So once again, who is leading and backing this project?
1: So the name of the exact company uh, that is that created in the first place is eluding me at the time, but I know that Tether is um, going to pull it up on the, on the air, which is great. Tether is backed and led by a private company, a private entity, and they're based in the United States and they've got offices uh, in a number of different countries in the world. Uh, The point is that it's a private company that is controlling Tether. And so what that means is if a government is not liking what Tether is doing and they can go and knock on the door, the corporation's door, they have a physical address and they can dictate or hold accountable uh, the company behind Tether and guide its direction or censor its direction if they so please to do so. Uh, I do know that Tether is uh, deployed, if you will, on several networks. And so it's uh, proliferated throughout the ecosystem on several censorship resistant networks. But the company itself uh, does control or have con- some controlling levers over the direction of Tether. And so that that is some cause for concern. And yes, so... The,
0: the company is iFinex
1: Incorporated,
0: Incorporated, but the parent company of that is Tether
1: Limited. So it just seems like the the company that is behind Tether is called Tether. The point is, it's a centralized entity. And if a government or regulatory body wanted to enforce some action upon this company and influence the direction of Tether, they could. Whereas with Bitcoin, that's not possible. It's because Bitcoin is so decentralized in nature. Uh, there's no real action that could be taken by any world government that would influence the direction of Bitcoin. Whereas with Tether, that is not the case.
0: So just for a minute, but speaking with respect to cryptocurrency, some of the things that we talk about is censorship resistance and decentralization. And the reason why we're comparing it to Bitcoin when it comes to the founder and the backing of this project is... Because if it's centralized um, entity. And that just that's not very different from what currently exists. And crypto, like we said, with Bitcoin, is for the people by the people. And that decentralization of it makes it very powerful. So if we were to not compare it to, you know, Bitcoin, then it is a centralized entity because we know what company we can go to. And that is essentially who is leading and backing this project. Yeah. That's right. So the second characteristic that we, uh, that is, what is its unique value proposition or propositions if there are more than one?
1: And this comes into what the value of Tether is. So one Tether or USDT is almost always equal to one US dollar. And that's because Tether is a stable coin. So Bitcoin's a cryptocurrency. Tether is a stable coin, which means it's pegged to a real world asset. The real-world asset that it's pegged to is the US dollar. So if I hold one USDT it's equal to one US dollar more or less. It usually fluctuates within a cent on either side of the dollar, but for all intents and purposes it's way more stable than any other cryptocurrency on the market and that essentially is its unique value proposition. In the first five, six, seven years of the existence of cryptocurrencies you must have heard that it's a highly volatile, highly risky environment in which to invest your money. And while that's true, uh, that created a problem. How do we actually exit Bitcoin when it's high and then repurchase Bitcoin when it's low? And the way that we do that now is with these stable coins.
0: That is one way of doing it. Yeah. So the unique value proposition of Tether is its stability because it it is a stable coin. Yes, it is still a cryptocurrency, but if you were to really narrow it down to its unique value proposition, It is the fact that it is stable.
1: It actually makes it a a bit of an ideal thing to use for international money transfer as well. It's because if I was to go through, if I was to transfer money internationally uh, with Bitcoin, I might lose value uh, during the the period of time that it needs to, uh, that it takes for the Bitcoin to transfer whereas with USDT I can be assured that it's going to be worth the same amount when it reaches its destination or when uh, someone else is paying me internationally. So with Tether we actually get to inherit a lot of the benefits of cryptocurrency such as cheap cross-border payments without being uh, and and we get censorship resistance and uh, without the uh, the censorship of uh regulatory bodies.
0: So one of, again, um, the properties of cryptocurrency is its um, ability to um, have or sustain borderless transactions. And that's one property that Tether has as one of its unique value propositions. Yeah. So let's move on to the third characteristic or third question about Tether, which is how does the coin actually work? With respect to Tether, it's very simple. Keegan, you alluded to it earlier, that for every one tether there should be, and theoretically there is one US dollar somewhere that is backing that one tether in circulation.
1: You can kind of think of the parent company, Tether, LTD, as a bank of sorts, and they need to hold on to one physical US dollar bill for every tether that they bring into existence on their network, on the tether network. And so that's that's really cool because they're holding this US dollar and then they're digitizing it they're essentially tokenizing the US dollar allowing it to be used on a blockchain network again leveraging the unique aspects of both cryptocurrency and as uh, and keeping its peg. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So how does a coin actually work? There is an actual us dollar that is in a bank somewhere that is backing the one tether that exists in the cryptocurrency industry and the the network um cool so that was the three characteristics of tether let's move on to the third cryptocurrency which is bat abbreviated for basic attention token
1: Right. So the company that is leading that project is Brave International Systems or Brave Software International. Um, can you look that up so that we actually get that name <laughs> correct? I have written several articles on this and I always mix up the what exactly is uh, the order that those words come in. Uh, but I, so... Uh, who's actually leading this? The the person that invented JavaScript, which is the most widely proliferated uh, programming language that drives most of the internet, is uh, is the founder of this this corporation and the founder of the Basic Attention Token. Uh, yes. Okay. So Brendan Eich. Uh, co-founder of Mozilla and uh, the creator of JavaScript and that is who created the basic attention token. So like a true computer science and technology marvel powerhouse is behind this project which is one of the reasons why we're featuring it. Both Murugakshi and I are uh, we, we actually do kind of love the basic attention token and what it's doing and what it stands for. So Uh, that's who's leading and backing the project. It's a reputable name in the space, in the technology and internet space.
0: Awesome, so let's move on to, I I feel like that doesn't need any summarization, Keegan, because you put it very, very um, nicely when you said that it's a technological powerhouse that is backing this project. I love the way you describe Brendan Eich.
1: Yeah, well, he he essentially pioneered uh, a main utility of the internet. And
0: browser and JavaScript, which is used everywhere when it comes to website technologies or websites in general. Right.
1: And now they're doing the same thing with cryptocurrency. They probably realize that Bitcoin has some really amazing technology underlying it. And it's like, okay, I can replicate this and flip the advertising model upside down, which takes us to the point number two,
0: which is what is its unique value proposition?
1: And for this, we're gonna tell a little bit of a story in order to illustrate what the Basic Attention Token does. So the Basic Attention Token essentially monetizes the like button on Facebook. If you can imagine that every time you've made a post on Facebook and got 100 likes, uh, you receive no monetary compensation for that. Well, imagine if you could. That's essentially what the Basic Attention Token does. Uh, it monetizes your content. It also monetizes advertisements. Because Facebook is serving content alongside the content that you've posted on Facebook. And it doesn't really matter if you've got 100 or 100,000 likes on your content on Facebook, you get no money, you get no dollars from that. And you're browsing Facebook, you're scrolling through the news feed, you're consuming advertisements, and Facebook's making money off of that, and you receive none of this. And what the basic ten- attention token does is it gives you a cut as being the consumer of the advertisement itself. And that's really cool. It now brings the consumer of the content into the advertisement fold. No longer a dualistic model between the advertiser and the advertising platform. The advertisee, the person being advertised to now gets to share in the money that goes into that ad, ad platform. And that is wacky. That is a <laughs> radical idea. And and we love the basic attention token for it.
0: To put simply, the unique value proposition of BAT is that it gives you it uh, you can uh, it monetizes your attention for you. The word that I'm looking for is that uh, you get paid for your attention.
1: Yeah, if you go to the the Brave website, uh, which we'll link in our show notes, that is one of the first things that it says is uh, get paid for your attention. Which is a, a really cool idea.
0: Be- That's the unique value proposition. You get paid for your attention.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We, we pulled it all together. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: So th- that brings us to the third characteristic of BAT, which is how does the coin actually work?
1: And what is its tokenomics? So there are a finite number of basic attention tokens in existence, which is really cool. Uh, that means there's that scarcity aspect to it as well. And how it works is the... the The basic attention token, the Brave uh, software incorporated, they have a browser, a proprietary browser that they've integrated their token into. And the browser automatically blocks all advertisements by default. So if you're browsing YouTube, browsing Google, all the advertisements that you would normally see are blocked by using the browser automatically. You don't even have to download anything. And then what they do is they serve their own advertisements on an opt-in basis. You have to click something saying, yes, I actually do want to receive advertisements. And then you'll see receive little notifications in the top right-hand corner and the bottom right-hand corner. And what that'll do is every time you look at the advertisement, you will get a little bit of basic attention token. And that'll leak into your integrated cryptocurrency wallet. And you get to participate in a new kind of attention economy which is really amazing and that's essentially the tokenomics in a nutshell
0: absolutely so it's basically taking out the advertising model that currently exists on the internet and giving the users the consumers of the internet of the web a platform to get paid for their attention to these advertisements and even if it is a little bit of money at a time it is more than zero and it does accumulate after a while at least um for us it has i think since i have had it i have more than 50 us dollars worth of uh, revenue for my attention for my basic attention so i love this
1: browser and, and regard, uh, how much has facebook paid you since the 10 years that you've been uh, using facebook and the amount amount of time that you spent on that platform how much have you earned directly from uh, viewing uh, advertisements on Facebook? Uh, it's somewhere around zero. Zero. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I do. Funny. Want, I
0: do want to say that there are um, pages and groups on Facebook where you can get paid for the membership that you have there. But those are very niche groups. And when Keegan was talking about Facebook earlier, he was alluding to just browsing Facebook. So even if you post a picture, which is on your personal feed, uh, you still see advertisements between posts. Sometimes you would see sponsored on there. There's advertisements to the right all the time. Um, and that's what we we mean when we say, well, you're you're browsing it all the time. You're liking content on Facebook. You're using content on Facebook, but you're not getting paid for the attention that you're giving to the content that Facebook is providing you with. And um, that's that's it. That's what Brave solves. It gets <laughs> it pays you for your attention. And that's how the coin works (laughs) so to recap on the three characteristics the three questions that you should ask yourself when you're looking to invest in a coin or a token in the cryptocurrency world are one who is leading or backing the project two what is its unique value proposition or propositions and three is how does the coin actually work and the umbrella term for that is what are, what are its tokenomics? Yeah. That pretty much sums it up. So if you have any questions on this episode, feel free to email us at readyatgofulcrypto.com. And um, a quick announcement again, we've prepared a quiz for our listeners and our viewers to take. It's uh, You can navigate to it at gofolcryptocom forward slash quiz. We will also put it in the show notes. This is so that... It help, it'll help you understand where you are in your crypto journey. And it'll also help us understand where you are in your crypto journey because we are creating course material for everyone who is looking to step into the world of crypto. Um, and so that we're preparing course material so that you can confidently understand what you're really doing if you've never been in the world of crypto. So if you take this quiz, it would greatly help us. And if you have any feedback, comments, definitely let us know. We're always open to learning about your feedback. And even if it is as simple as uh, telling us that we've pronounced the word crisis is wrong, (laughs) (laughs) we we still want to hear from you. And lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe and review this podcast so that more people can get hold of this content. um, If you're enjoying our podcast, that is. (laughs) Wonderful. So that wraps it up. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching on our YouTube channel. Stay tuned.